You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy E-Man. What's up, everybody? This is your boy E-Man coming at you, episode 10. So, here we are, two months after the NBA Finals. NBA free agency is going strong. Kawhi Leonard finally gets his wish and gets traded to the Toronto Raptors. Can you believe that? He got his wish. He got traded. He said he wanted to get traded because he was not going to sign with San Antonio as he opted out of his contract. The trade happened. The only difference, he wanted to go to LA. He just did not go to LA. He ended up in Toronto. So the Toronto Raptors get Kawhi Leonard, all right, and Spurs veteran Danny Green for exchange for franchise, Toronto Raptors franchise player DeMar DeRozan and center Jacob Podol and a protective first-round pick in 2019. Blockbuster. That's all I got to say. Now, usually in a trade like this, when a franchise player like Kawhi demands a trade and is demanding it because he knows he's, he's a guarantee and he's not going to sign when, they, when he comes to free agent with your current team, usually you trade somebody, get them out the way, and you get whatever the best option you get. Rarely do you get in exchange a franchise player, a team player, the face of a franchise like DeMar DeRozan. Usually you might get a couple of picks, a couple of backup players, kind of like what you got for Carmelo Anthony. When the Knicks traded Carmelo Anthony, they got two bench players in Cantor and McDermott. That's it. So Greg Popovich, godfather status. And you know what? This proves again that the Toronto, the uh, I'm sorry, the San Antonio Spurs run their team the old school way. Pop show that players play, coaches coach, and GMs and vice presidents manage the team. And run the team. So yes, you demanded a trade. We're not going to trade you for nothing. Not only that, this trade did not make any other team in the West better. Of course not. He's not going to trade him to LA, the Clippers. He's not going to trade him to a, a a team in the conference that's going to they have to play against. So he sent him to Toronto. Toronto's a great city, mind you. The Raptors are a decent organization. You know, they did fire the coach of the year, but you know, hey. But he sent them to the you know he sent them to the East, completely different conference. The East, where is weak, and guess what? You know, it's not going to matter to them. It's not going to affect them during the regular season. Godfather status for Greg Popovich, and that was the theory behind this. I'm not going to give you up Kawhi. For, he's not going to give up Kawhi for nothing. He traded him to Toronto on a complete different, all the way in a complete different conference, and did not. And his number two. Goal here was to make sure that team got something good in return. And they did. They got a great player in DeMar DeRozan, a face of the Toronto Raptors. But also, they did not trade to a, a team that, in, in the same conference, that makes them stronger. So it's not affecting them competing against that team. So it's great. It's great. Greg Popovich, I mean, he is what it is, man. He There's a reason why the San Antonio Spurs has, in 20 years, to have five rings. And that's the reason why, because of coaches and front management. And, you know, Pop is also the, the GM VP. Scenarios like this one. Kudos to Greg Popovich. Kudos to the San Antonio Spurs. They got a great player in return. Uh, no doubt about it. I think it's 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 uh, it's memorable. Um, now, here's some questions that I have for myself. And I'm going to answer them while we, while we truck along here. Will Kawhi start or finish the season with Toronto? Is this trade bait for Toronto? And why would Toronto give up the face of the franchise and DeMar DeRozan? Come on, this is the guy that him and Drake, man. They're boys, man. You know what I'm saying? 
Why would they give up the franchise player for a possible one-year rental? Kawhi has made it known and clear that he is not staying with the team. He made it, he made it clear he wants to play for, for L.A., any team in L.A. What do you think about that? And why would you just give up the face of your franchise for a possible one-year rental in Kawhi? Pretty crazy. I think it's pretty crazy. So... I mean, let's look at the numbers, right? Before we go into the, before I answer those three questions I just asked. So, you know, last year, you know, Kawhi didn't play that much. It was hurt. Average 16 a game, you know, 46%, um, you know, four rebounds. and But that was a short season. He played like nine games. DeMar had the best season of his career, 23 points a game. 45 from field goals, shot good threes, you know, five assists a game. You know, he's a four-time All-Star. He's two years older than, they're actually only a year apart in age. DeRozan has been in the league for two more two more seasons. He's a four-time All-Star as opposed to a two-time All-Star for Kawhi. But their career averages are, if you go by the numbers, right, Kawhi is 27. He's averaging 18 a game, 6.1 rebounds, 2.5 assists overall. But look at look at the the honorable. He's a two time All Star, but he has one ring. He's had the, the you know what he's done with that team. He's a three time All NBA first team. He's a three time All NBA defensive team, Finals MVP, and two time Defensive Player of the Year. He's you know he he came up with a chip on his shoulder. Those are the things that are coming up strong. See that that's all in the fat in the last like three years. You know that's when he has made his mark. DeRozan, 28, 23 points a game, you know, four rebounds, 4.1 assists, you know, two-time All-NBA second team, you know, one-time NBA third, four-time All-Star, no rings. But, you know, he's still a great All-Star. He's, he's still an All-Star. He's still an All-Star regardless. He's a good player, franchise player. Who do you give the notch in this trade? Well, right now, even though DeRozan has had, had the best year ever, Kawhi has the highest ceiling because he's still improving. Now, let's see how he comes back from this particular injury, but I, I think he's going to be fine. So far, numbers-wise, you know, you give the edge to Kawhi. More upside in this game, more upside in his career. I think DeMar has reached his ceiling. This is his best season ever. This is what you're going to get from DeMar DeRozan. I think that Toronto made this trade. I, they want to start giving him some bad contracts. DeMar still had three years left on his contract, and I think they just gone on the rebuilding mode. I think Kyle Lowry is going to be traded midseason sometime next year. And I think he's just going to go ahead and clean up house. And Kawhi is going to probably be traded before the season is over next year. I think he's definitely trade bait for Toronto. That's why you gave up your franchise player in DeMar DeRozan for a Kawhi one-year rental. I think the team is a dumpster fire. They're just going to clean up from the bottom up. They're just going to do complete, complete, complete renovation, complete cleanup. That's what's going to happen. So that's the reason why I think this trade happened for Toronto. Real winner here is definitely the San Antonio Spurs. You give up your franchise player, your best player in your team, um, and you acquire a really, really good player in DeMar DeRozan, who's a four-time All-Star, 23 points a game for a career average. This is going to work out. DeMar is going to a franchise, a better franchise, a historic franchise with five rings a better coach, and a better program. San Antonio is a systems team. Popovich runs a system, and DeRozan is going to fit right in because he's a player's coach. He's a player's coach. And the difference is that, you know what? DeMar has never had a coach like Popovich who's a, hey, man, my time, my show, this is high running. 
but my system is proven to work, so I need you to follow it. And I think DeMar DeRozan is is a you know, smart enough player to follow the program and be successful in it. If you notice, the Spurs have gotten young, except for Ginobili. I don't know why Ginobili's still doing it in the team. The Spurs are the real winners in this trade. Because usually a trade like this, when you're all-star and you're a franchise player, you know, Kawhi I'm talking about, demands a trade. Nobody wants to give up the house. I mean, the Lakers do not want to part ways with Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma for this matter, for Kawhi. Even though Kawhi was going to sign with them. But I understand why the Lakers didn't do this because I agree. Why give up your, why give up the bank, baby? When next year you could sign Kawhi because he made it clear he wants to go to LA. Whether it's the Clippers or whether it's the Lakers, the Lakers probably got the upper hand over this. San Antonio, kudos to you. Popovich, godfather status. Kawhi, sorry, bud. Freeze your nuts in um, Toronto next season. Great city, by the way, but it gets really, really cold. You come from San Antonio, which has great weather. I love Kawhi, but I do not have a thing against players who want to run the show instead of the team. I have a huge problem with that. And Kawhi practically is that player. I know it was some back and forth. He feels that the team treated him wrong in regards to a second opinion or, or handling his injury. But come on, man. All right. Nobody has been hurt. All right. Tony Parker has been hurt. All right. These guys all had major injuries. You know, Duncan was hurt. But this is what happens. Kawhi is the new generation. The Duncans, the Ginobili's, and the uh, Parkers are out the door. This is a difference in, in generations of generational players like in this for this team. So um, the only reason why Kawhi, you know, just followed along before is because Duncan was there. And you had that leader that people listened to in that team in regards to the players. So now you lost control of it. But kudos, Kawhi did his thing. I mean, excuse me, Popovich did his thing. Got a great value out of this trade. Unbelievable value. The Rosen's going to be fine. San Antonio's going to be fine. There'll be four or five seed in the West. All right, so moving on to some um, notable signings this past week. Cavaliers extends Kevin Love's contract. New four-year deal, 120 extension. So the Cavs are like, yo, listen, we're, we're going to go ahead and tie down the only all-star that we have in this team. All right, we have the young bull and um, and this point guard that we drafted. And I think they just want to do that. You know, Kevin Love, if he stays healthy, I think you're going to see a lot of the ball go through his hands most of the time. He's going to be the main focus. You know, he's going to be... I think you might see not the Kevin Love from um, from the Timberwolves, you know, 24 and 12 um, or 14. You know, he used to average 24 a game, 25 a game, and, and you know, picked up 12 to 14 boards. He's, he's, he's older. He's, he's a little more run down. He's, he has more injuries, which has affected his game. But you're going to get a consistent 20-point score game here. I'm, I'm seeing 20, 21 points a game, 10, 10 11 rebounds. That's what you're going to see from Kevin Love, which, hey, man, 120, 120 mil, we're worth it for a 21 and 10 player. Uh, notable, notable signing. Rockets finally agreed, and they they caved in. They gave uh, Capella a ninety million dollar contract, five year deal. So they they went an extension. It's eighty million guarantee with a ten million in incentives. I'm not clear what the incentives is, but you know, Clint fought hard and he's happy. You should see his Instagram saying, "Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get busy." So Capella averaged thirteen point nine points, ten point eight rebounds, and one point nine blocks. That's what ninety million gets you nowadays. Can you believe that? Kevin Love still averaged more than Capella, had better numbers than Capella, all right, last year. And he's getting 120, so there's a $30 million difference here, which is not a lot, for real, kid. Unbelievable. So the Rockets, um, the Rockets, you know, caved in. They're, they're going to pay about 21 or $25 million in uh, luxury tax next year just for this signing. So 
I mean, they're, they're so over the cap. And we'll talk about the Rockets a little later on. Another uh, notable signing, uh, Marcus Smart finally resigns with the Celtics. I'm cool with that. Smart is a good player. He's a tough player. He's a good backup player, good backup point guard, backup two guard. But he's tough. Kid from the streets, kid that grew up in the neighborhood, you know, worked his way up, chip on his shoulder. Four year, 52 mil, we're worth it. You don't want to break up that team. With Hayward next year, coming back, Gordon Hayward, and hopefully, you know, the Celtics with Kyrie. Now, Kyrie might be a little subsex, but, you know, Scary Terry can start. Uh, so, good signing with the um, for Marcus Smart. And Michael Beasley, one year, $2.3 million minimum, uh, veterans minimum for uh, signing with the Lakers. Now, Beasley said, hey, there's a reason why, you know, players like myself and Lance Stevenson and Rondo are the players that the Lakers surrounded LeBron with because we understand the game. We understand winning. That's what he said after he resigned, right? Dude, when did Michael Beasley become this great winner? I mean, maybe in China or in Europe when he was out there? That's when he, I guess, with all those, you know, international championships he wants because out here, he's playing for like, you know, really crappy teams the last since he's been back. But hey, I just got to throw out there because he just left the Knicks. I give him props though. He had a good year for the Knicks, even though the Knicks were a dumpster fire after Brzezinkas went down. So this NBA season is still not over yet in regards to the free agency, right? And last but not least, my boy Mello, former boy Mello, you know, when he played with the Knicks, I loved him, was traded from Oklahoma City to the Atlanta Hawks last week in a deal to send Dennis Schroeder to OKC. And the Hawks are expected to buy him out. Well, I think they did bought him out already. And at which point they already he already signed with the Rockets. So what does this make the Rockets? That's going to be a long, drawn-out conversation, which I'm not going to get into today. But Mello... Melo might be Melo needs to understand he's come off the bench eventually. I think with a reset out, uh, PJ Tucker, it's gonna come off the bench and Melo is gonna start. How is this gonna gel with you got two of the biggest bull hogs, two of the biggest, two of the players that need the ball in their hands in order to make something happen and score. Number one, step back boy, James Harden, and now Melo, who's been an ISO player his whole career. Except for that small success he had in Denver, the first couple of years of making the playoffs, you know, anywhere he's been, the team has not been any better. Example, Knicks, example, last year with OKC. So how is it? We don't know how this is going to work out, man. I don't know. Maybe Chris Paul is the, the bull hog whisper, you know, because he's the one that's going to handle the rock and distribute and make sure that everybody's happy. I don't know. Maybe that's why they gave CP3 all this money, Chris Paul, to stay. Because he's like the leadership guy, you know, the guy that's going to keep Harden and Mello in check at the same time by saying, hey, guys, let's play together. I'm going to keep you guys. I'm going to I'm gonna keep you guys in check. Tell me. I don't think so. But, hey, it's going to be a very interesting NBA season next season because, man, I can't wait for all this new look players in different teams. All right. I can wait for Kawhi to play in Toronto, see how that's going to work out. Mello in Houston. All right, LeBron in L.A. I can't wait for Bookie Cousins to play with the one month that he's going to play. You know what I mean? So I am I am, I am, am stoked that I'm happy, and I'm so hyped for next season to start. And that's that's it. Mello, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to go to a contender. I don't think it made Houston better because Mello can play any D, man. And the only reason why Houston took um, Golden State to seven games, yes, CB3 was a big part of it, but also the defense. They push Golden State around. Ariza is a good two-way player, man. And Melo doesn't play any D. 
Melo's uh, Melo's not going to give you what Ariza give you on the defensive end. So that's that's definitely a downgrade. Maybe he'll score more, but it's downgrade. All right, let's uh, let's hop on to Enfuego headlines next. Sports talk Enfuego headlines. So here we go with Enfuego headlines, my friends. Let's kick it off with Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao calls out Floyd Mayweather. And I quote, let's do a second one. Pacquiao told a reporter when asked about a possible rematch. This is all after he, uh, an interview after he had, after he knocked out, um, after he TKO uh, Lucas Matisse a couple of weeks ago. When they asked him about a rematch, this is what he actually said. And I quote, I have the belt, so it's up to him. If he wants to come back to boxing, let's do a second one. Hey, man, I'll pay. I'll pay the money again. I'll do those pay-per-view buys again. I mean, but knowing Floyd, Floyd is, is methodical and is opportunistic. And he waited long enough to know when he could fight Manny and beat him. Now, Floyd's been out of the game already for two years. You don't count McGregor because, you know, McGregor's not a boxer. I think Manny, even though he's still been, he's still fighting. So Manny's still in great shape. I'm not saying that Floyd is not. But my, Manny is in boxing shape. All right, Manny is is getting hit. Manny is still hitting back. Manny's still fighting. Floyd's not gonna fight Manny. Why? Because he's no, he's gonna he's gonna lose this one. I could guarantee, and I'll bet the farm if they could do a second one with Floyd being so inactive and Manny being this active, Manny's gonna win. So that's not gonna happen. Floyd's not gonna go for that. Jumping on a little baseball, so Manny Machado gets traded to the Dodgers. It costs the Dodger only a their their top prospect, which is Cuban outfielder Juniel Diaz. Which I hear this kid is ridiculously good, man. Hit like three home runs the other day in the All-Star game. In the minor league All-Star game. And they received a couple of other players. Machado getting traded to the Dodgers solves a huge problem they have at at, um, at uh, third base or short. 315, 24 homer, 65 RBIs for Machado in the season. Ridiculously sick. That just puts that team as probably the number four. And in in actually number three team in, in the uh, National League. And contenders, they're gonna contend. I don't care what you say. Machado just puts them out there, man. Um, they got a bunch of other players: Camp Puig, who just got hurt, uh, Bellinger. They got a lot of good players. All right, um, six seasons, and this is only twenty-six years old. Six seasons, twenty-three, one hundred and sixty-two, four hundred and seven RBIs. This kid is nasty. Great trade for the Dodgers. I mean, LA right now is on fire. LeBron coming over, and now Machado, man. Machado playing baseball with them. All right, and my New York Yankees, of course, my New York Yankees, my boys acquire J.A. Happ from the Toronto Blue Jays. It's not the stud second arm the Yankees need, but you got a player that, number one, is having a good season this year. He's 10-6, 4.18 ERA. He is averaging 3.71 strikeouts to walk ratio in 20 starts. And he's 35 years old. In the last two years, he's averaging three point, He's an, he's averaging an ERA of 3.43, 3.02 strikeouts to walk ratio, which is pretty good. Jay Happ is the best pitcher, starting pitcher available for this trade. The DeGroms, the Syndergaards, all these players, they're not available because the Mets do not want to give them up for nothing. All right, this costs the Yankees nothing, okay? A couple of prospects, that's it. Not even your top prospects. So what are you going to do? I just hope that it's not another Sonny Gray. You know, last year we, th- we thought Sonny Gray was in the same position as Jay Happ. Now, Jay Happ is a lefty, man. You need a lefty in there. I, this automatically in the weak rotation, the weak starting rotation the Yankees have with Montgomery out for the season. Domingo Herman needs to go back to the bullpen because he's just not, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Um, he's how bad he's sucking. Makes him, a, you know, probably your number three starter, all right, after um, Tanaka. Tanaka's back healthy. He's probably a couple of good innings. So, makes me feel better, especially 
Yankees right now are hurting offensively with Aaron Judge being out. So therefore, this is a good trade that came at the right time. Good starting pitching can help can help a little of the offensive woes because we're going to suffer offensively. I mean, as of last week before Judge um, went out, the Yankees were on pace to break the single-season home run record of 264 home runs. All right, by the um, by the Mariners in nineteen from nineteen ninety seven, and the Yankees were going to crush that record by on pace. They were supposedly hitting about two seventy four. Now they're on pace to hit about two sixty one. Still possible. Judge supposedly is only going to be off for three weeks. I don't know. You know, broken wrist. I don't know if that's going to be. Man, if it's if it's three weeks, we'll be on. You know, it'll be it'll be great. But if it's not three weeks, it's more like you know. I forgot what player was off fifty six days with the same injury. It's tough. This is July. We got 50 days out of this. That means that he'll be back for the playoffs. So that's all we could hope. And by the way, career-wise, J.A. Happ, 102 wins, 82 losses, 3.95 ERA on the four. Not bad. Not bad. The Browns have declared Tyrod Taylor as their starter, definitely ahead of Baker Mayfield. Coach Hugh Jackson reiterated that Taylor is considered the Browns' starting quarterback. So you pick Baker Mayfield number one. You give him a guaranteed $32.68 million contract, including a $21.75 million signing bonus. What the F, Browns? Are they the worst franchise in sports or the dumbest? Or maybe they know something we that no one else does. Yes, Tyrod Taylor is... I, I knew who was going to start over Baker Mayfield, but why pick Baker Mayfield number one? When you could have the same quarterback as a number five pick, or you could have Rosen. You could have a pick of anybody. You could have picked up Zaquan Barkley, which, by the way, thank you, Browns, because my Giants got him, and I think the Giants are going to come back hard this year with uh, Zaquan, baby. Congrats on his new contract, 231 mil, huh? Not bad. Dude, you're wasting your number one pick, and I understand. A lot of these number one picks, these quarterbacks, you know, get get worked in slowly so they can learn the system. But, dude, come on, man. If this is what you're going to waste your number one pick, then why do that? You could have gotten more value with Barkley. And then pick the quarterback. All right, you could you could have picked the quarterback in the freaking twelfth round. I mean, you could have picked the you know. Oh, I forget about it. I think the Browns are a bunch of dumbasses. It's probably the worst run franchise in sports history. All right, Cleveland. Thank LeBron for the only freaking championship in sports in any of your professional sports since the Indians in 1945 to be blessed in that city, man. All right, and they're a bunch of morons. I, I feel bad. I wouldn't live in that city even if you pay me. All right, everybody. So that's all, man. This is Average Joe Sports Talk. This is your boy, E-Man. J-Rock and I join us this week. As you know, we're both Average Joes with regular jobs and family. So, you know, J-Rock is going to try to, you know, hit us up every once in a while as a, you know, guest co-host. Uh, moving forward, you know, this, he has a very demanding job and we both have demanding lives with our family. So I know everybody enjoys having him around, but he, 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 he'll come around every once in a while and do a couple of these shows with me. But in the meantime, your boy E-Man is here to take this all the way through. Average Joe Sports Talk. Peace.